Welcome back, everybody, to episode 39 of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Um, Mark is back from his near-death experience. How are you, Mark? Good surviving. surviving. My voice is gone, but uh, I'm uh, alive. Made it through. Phew. We wouldn't have had anywhere to shoot if you died. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, I was a bit worried whether something had been amended into your will about access. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so you had two years of build-up for the worst virus ever, and um, you, you seem to come through it all right, so that's good. Cold. Cold, yeah. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, episode 39. Um, I believe most podcasts die a, a cruel death after about five episodes, so we've, um, we've seemed to have bucked the trend there and... Um, yeah, Purely approaching from 40. Approaching 40. Next, we will be two years of podcasting next week, which will be our 40th episode. Um, oh, duck shooting. Duck shooting, yep. We, and we're nearly at 10,000 downloads. Nothing stellar, but pretty good for a couple of uh, weird country lads. And, um, yeah, anyway, so we'll have a, a big celebration, two-year episode. Um, we will probably just talk about the same shit. Anyway, um, but that's coming up in a week or two. So... You've obviously recovered a bit from being ill, and I see I've, I've had about a uh, twenty different dead pig pictures sent to me. You seem to have been on a bit of a roll, killing uh, the yeah, invasive well, due species. To my, <clears throat> due to being uh, positive for COVID, I couldn't go anywhere, so I had my own PRS match on live targets. So, and uh, what was the net? Were they domestic the pigs or feral? Feral. Oh. Okay, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. <clears throat> they don't. Some of them didn't look that uh, feral, though. To be fair, <laughs> the old Releso Pigo. Someone's been letting pigs go. I'd say um, so because you went from having none to a lot. Anyway. Yeah, so I managed to get through twenty-one and two outings, so that was pretty good, um, <laughs> including yeah. a record seventeen in one day. So that's go. pretty epic, isn't it? That's awesome, man. I was, we, we'd actually been talking about retiring. For those of you who've shot our comps, we've got a, a pig head quite often features on it and on our trophies and stuff, and we're talking about retiring it because of the, the lack of pigs being shot uh, this this year. Um, but maybe we, we keep it for another comp. Because, no, um, they're back. They're <laughs> everywhere and uh, making a mess everywhere. So. To be When I first started hanging out with you, those the back part of your farm... You, it was actually had about a foot of um, rooting right the way through. You, you had to really be careful where you walked, and now it's um, yeah, a lot exactly. Yeah. You got there, and that whole bacteria would be just ploughed up, basically. So it's certainly improved. But, yeah. Um, the twelve pigs I shot—that was for the two, two, three. Yeah, it was like a stage. I was literally parked on top of a hill, like mountain doom size, sort of the opposite one, opposite. You know, if anyone knows the place, the opposite side where the one the mile target is basically. Yep. And looked down and said, "Oh, with the thermal during the daytime, I thought, oh, well, there's, some, there's a glowing pile down there, and it was all the pigs around the a cattle beast. So, so I got lined up and started blazing away. And twelve rounds later, there was twelve pigs dead. Did they? It felt like a stage. Did they? Like, just semi scatter, or were they a bit confused? No, they were running all over the show. So yeah, and then then they bunched up and run away again, and then yeah, they'd gone a bit burko. Oh well, good job, eh? I, I think they'd lost their leader. 
Yep. <laughs> and then was it later on that day you found some of the thermal in the night in night time? Yeah, at night over the back. I sort of thought, oh, well, I'm here now. I'm also carrying on, have another look. So, and in fact, just by the woolshed, I almost ran over one on the track driving back. So that's a good sign. So basically, between the woolshed and the hay barn there, mm-hmm. the yeah. yeah, yeah, which um, competitors will know also. Yep. Yeah, which ran across in front of me there. It's like cheapest. And then I went round the back of uh, High Knob or Mount Doom, and there was uh, five, six <coughs> over there at about ooh, 400 metres away. So I walked up to within 250 to 270 by the time. Yeah, and then I plonked the biggest one, and then the rest I managed to pick off as they tried to run in various directions. So yeah, no, it's good. It's good running shots. I'm happy with that. With the 270. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Still, still want to change it though. Just getting. I'd rather have something that I can see my follow up shots a bit better with. A 260, perhaps? <laughs> Funny you should say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. <clears throat> it's, um, I'm actually a bit jealous, to be fair, of uh, all I've shot as goats. And um, I did mention the other day there was a fellow buck croaking down the back of the gun range the other day, but I. Um, yeah, he didn't want to make himself seen. I actually I had the voodoo because I was doing some practice, and um, I heard, I thought, shit, that sounds like a fellow buck croaking. There's a bit of a gentle wind blowing, like a northerly. Nah, you know, like the, the, there's, there's deer around, but they're sort of usually a few miles away. And then sure enough, hear it again and again. And I thought, bugger it, I'm heading down there because if he's on our side of the boundary fence, I'm just going to get close and um, shoot him behind the ear with 22. <laughs> but he was in the woods, maybe about. I don't know, 100, 150 metres away in, in the, in the neighbour's pine block, which I don't have. There's sort of two. I don't have access to one of them. He's in there, and I, my best attempt at a fellow, like a croak, uh, was rather pathetic, so he wasn't interested. And um, Yeah, and I haven't haven't heard from him since. But, uh, yeah, I was actually hoping I could um, get one. I've never shot a deer on the farm here. I've shot them oh, yeah. not yeah. far from our place, but never on the property, so... Anyway, it'll um, it'll happen one day. Yeah. Anyway, so as you alluded to, you couldn't go anywhere. So we'd um, Mark is in charge of booking our, our trips away to events, and we had the inaugural PRS NZ, their first ever match in uh, Central North Island. So between Wairu and Tai Happy, I guess. Um, LRA. Yep, hosted by Long Range Academy. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> so Mark um, organised a hotel, a better hotel in Wairu for us, um, the Welcome Inn or something, uh, and it was a huge improvement. For those of you who listened about a year and a half ago, we, we stayed at the the Oasis, which was um, it was I imagine what staying in a room in Mariupol in the Ukraine is like at the moment, except they've probably got running water. Anyway, so this was a big. Probably get a better night's sleep in Mariupol. (laughs) (laughs) So this place is a big upgrade. Um, Several of us went there. Obviously, Mark couldn't come. But plenty of room. It was nice. It was pretty cheap, too. I think it was 150 bucks. Um, So that was pretty affordable. And that's between everyone. That's not overall. And they even gave us free beers, which I don't drink, but I still accepted the free beers and then handed them on to them. Yes, always accept them. Yeah. Again, it was good. Uh, it's weirdly cold in Wairu. I went out in the morning to start putting our stuff back in the car at about uh, half past six and 
there's a layer of ice right across the car which was um news to me because it's still about you know 15 degrees over here so um where i live but anyway we actually um we thought we'd be sneaky and we headed off to the um the Thai happy nzda range for a quick validation out of k um and fooled myself full of confidence at long range with um good data and and, <laughs> and then went to the match um they, it's again their first match they did a good job um more prop driven than, than we do um we're sort of we're shooting out of a flat a flat area sort of one continuous firing line so each stage you, you sort of walk half dozen meters to your uh right and there'd be the next stage and so on and so forth um 10 stages so quite a tight firing line and so i did i did wear plugs and muffs all day just to try and keep the noise down but yeah, mostly all prop driven. There was a couple of prone stages. One you shot through a culvert, very very awkward. Um, and then the other one was a sort of a set all prone through thing. a culvert. Yeah, you sort of had to have your elbows in it. Oh yeah. But it wasn't big enough to spread your elbows. It was actually quite a challenge. Um, was it loud because of the culvert? Oh yes, very very loud. I, I, what I should have done is put my Skypod into a steeper setting and extended the legs and also bought the because um, on arc I bring it right back to the magazine and stuck the gun out of the front of the um, uh, culvert yeah yeah. didn't really yeah, afterwards I thought that would have worked better but um, hindsight eh? yeah so it was with the muzzle brake it was quite horrible actually so I was glad I had the plugs and muffs but it did the, the elbows it did force because you couldn't get your elbows nice you sort of had to tuck them in like wing, chicken wings and it did force quite a uh, hard position, and it, the targets were out about between seven and eight hundred meters or something, so reasonably far in that stage. Um, it, was, it was a pretty cool stage, and then they had a long range stage at a bit of K, but um, yeah, good. Um, their first time running a sort of major match, they did a good job. Um, it was easy to get to the venue. Um, again, it wasn't you know not hard to find the place, and you drove right in and, and parked maybe I don't know. 300 meters from where you're shooting and you just walk your gear over um <clears throat> so you didn't need to carry heaps of heaps of gear as most of us found out because we had our gear you know packed to be sort of um yeah. away from um everyone's side so you know th- three liters of water and all that stuff but they had water right there <laughs> anyway you and your water god hydration is key yeah but that no, was a good day um my results i've well buggered up the long range stage was sort of um ruined any chance of me being at the point end of the field um but yeah that was good good fun um other people's results uh well anthony won got 100 percent of the hits of the hits i got a 100 percent score Col- uh, um, ian was in behind him and then how many shots behind was he a couple no? two hits not sure but yeah. you did not record it you didn't record shots fired you just oh, recorded yeah. hits so i'm not sure what their um what their, what their rounds shot was that'd be interesting to to someone like anthony it'd be very interesting because he, he loves the shots fired metric only if he doesn't beat you oh true yeah only if he doesn't beat you then he goes i want to count back and yeah yeah. Won. yeah no no he, he well cleaned up that day um yeah that's awesome very very good um and then your dirt come in third a couple of points maybe one point back from him and then simon was in i think an equal fourth i'm not sure how they're gonna yeah there was or yeah, they maybe? they don't. I don't. I'm not sure if they don't record shots and they don't record times. So I'm not sure. I, maybe they're just leaving it as is. But um, I think I ended up in 
sixth equal. Um, but again, there's like four people in fourth, and then yeah. two of us so, in so sixth. So I'm not sure how they're ranking because each you look, each you looked middle 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 of the table there. Um, each of the um, each of the shots is a, is worth a point for a hit. Yeah. So it's um yeah so the, yeah you know but it was good it was good fun as well with the trip. Um, There's a lot of cleared stages I noticed. So but yep, they had a few shorter range ones. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then no, yeah, then they had standing unsupported. No standing unsupported, much to my um, disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, I haven't been practicing that with the center fire, just the twenty two. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, they had um, some good sponsors again, like um, Element Optics, who are sponsoring. A lot of gear in New Zealand at the moment, and also yeah. one of their other companies, Trigger Cam NZ. Yeah. Um, you know, so they put up an optic, they put up a Trigger Cam. So, you guys know we like Element Optics NZ. They are a big supporters of what we do, and um, the social media stuff and the comps. <clears throat> and they, uh, you do have a Trigger Cam, which I really should grab off you and do some filming with. And actually, you yeah, should. I will. Okay, more stuff of yours, I'll take. Um, since, my Alpha 6L. Since, since I bought a new camera today, Mark goes, I've got one of those in the cupboard I don't use. You could have that. <laughs> I wonder if I can return it. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then like um, Noah's Ark, they do sort of like um, outdoor clothing and tactical clothing. Um, they may yeah, be, I haven't heard of them before. I think they, they may be a veteran company. I'm, I couldn't tell you. I could be wrong. Um, I won a voucher for them, so, so awesome um, that they're supporting these events. Um, a Christian organization, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they were a lot. They have a lot of flannel gear, so maybe that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously uh, Target Dynamics, and they were obviously they're a big part of. Um, well, they are Long Range Academy and all that. So they're tied in yeah. there. Yeah, and so yes, um, <clears throat> Saber Tactical again, another company we work with a lot, and me yeah. and Mark buy a lot of their gear. It, most of us buy a lot of their gear now. Um, and I may have forgotten someone else. Oh, um, five five six. Formerly yep. NZR15, they gave away a few scopes. Just real generous sponsors, um, and they were all drawn as spot prizes, which I really, really like, and because it sort of um, means last place can go home with something pretty cool. And yeah, I heard uh, someone. Check. Oh, Cassie said she lucked in pretty well on the draw. Yeah. Again. Yeah. No. And um, yeah, just very cool, very generous sponsors. You know, that's New Zealand's only little market, and they're. Um, yeah, some expensive things they're giving away. So yeah, um, that's good. There's promising signs there, so that's good. Yeah, and it was cool to go to an event and just turn up and compete and go home. Um, that sounds sort of selfish, yeah. but there's a lot of time goes into like some of our events. <laughs> holy fuck! Like Bowers Valley, that was like three weekends of like work, like full day. You know, yeah. <laughs> getting vehicle. Remember we got that side by side stuck. <laughs> We're like, we'll just whip down. <laughs> we'll whip down. Put these like four targets out. <laughs> A day later <laughs> just covered in absolutely covered in mud we had to walk the length of the you, farm you were, you were anyway, I was yeah. I was get a tractor go all the way back pull it out redig a track oh what a anyway I don't think I took any photos of that well, you were probably too angry I don't want to fuck you off more but, but anyway so <laughs> it's really nice going to these events really cool that some more um, hopefully we'll get uh, sort of several events a year and, and we can compete in those as purely as competitors and not have to panic about setup and um all of that but yeah, yeah good good first effort and we wish them um all the luck going forward and and you will be able to come to the next one mark um yes and um not that your rifle comes in under their production class 
No. <laughs> Maybe you can build another gun inside the production car limits. Yes, I can do that. I tell you what, it won't be a Mauser M18 long range. Uh, it could be Darren's gun. Yes, that's what I was going to say. You could get a Oryx chassis with a 6.5 Creedmoor. But no, no, I, I think it Darren's has to be a. TSP, the, the Hauer TSPS X and the Element Titan. I think the thing is, I think it has to come as a package deal though. No. Can you put it together? Yes. Okay. But yeah, that's yeah, that's so. That's why it's not really production because it's not production. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's <clears throat> like the guys down south wanting to create a class with less shots fired and things, and you're just like, mm, would it be hunter class maybe? But they're calling it something else. Anyway. Well, no, then they don't have shorter range. T- so we have shorter range targets for newer competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, but anyway, we've, we've been through the production class thing, and I, I can understand why and how, but the American ones are totally different. What am I saying? Uh, larger base of people shooting, so you just wouldn't have the interest in, in, in a proper production class like oh, they do. So. I'm pretty sure over there you can just get a credit card, spend the money, and they just throw the credit card away anyway. So things are cheaper. Yeah, they are cheaper. But I mean, it's two and a half, two and a half, you know, it's optic and gun. So um, it's quite, you know, to convert that to New Zealand uh, pesos, it's, it's a fair amount. It's probably, it's probably about $16,000 currently. Um, but yeah, anyway, but yeah, not no, quite. No, not quite. I'm hoping they'll have another uh, a match sort of mid year or something and we can head along to that. Um, what it did discover me is that um, in the States, a Tika Tac A1 is the same price range as an RPR Gen 3, which is interesting because here we pay a grand at least higher. Yeah For the same rifle. So and you don't get. I, someone said you get an extra mag and then you also get a. When you register the rifle with them for the warranty, you get another mag sent to you in the states. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, and then um, here they, whether it's true, they take the spare mag out of the box and then sell that as a spare mag. Uh, I'm pretty sure the original packages, um, early on, included a hard case, two mags, something else that I can't remember what it was, and something else, and we ended up getting a gun and a mag. Yeah. Bloody Beretta New Zealand Sort it out guys The guns are expensive enough And to be fair Not actually worth what they cost In my opinion But that's just my opinion on the tech Anyway I I was being selfish wanting production class Because I'd be the only person in it So there you go (laughs) But anyway Again um, It was was good fun to get away And the um, it's, it's, It's pretty cool property over there So Yeah we look forward to the next one Good central spot I suppose that's true yeah, no, it is, it's, and it's probably good for the Wellington guys who always complain about having to travel north to events. It's just don't live in Wellington. Tra- they still have to travel north. Yeah, but I think it's like the fact that it's like minimum of like northern Taranaki. Ah, true. Yeah, you, you know, like um, yeah, they just they need to commit um, or move. Um, and, and, okay, so have we got a twenty-two event every week for the rest of the year now, or something? It seems that way. I'm nearly like, just. Jeepers, that's a lot. So that's a good point, actually. So Jeff and Cassie, um, 
Again, big supporters of everything we do. In fact, the gun rack, the gun rack, sponsor of this episode thirty nine of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Sponsor, sponsor again, it's and the, he doesn't even know. He doesn't I'll even know. Him, you know. <laughs> yeah, we actually ask him to, and he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> but um, they're hosting a match. Uh, it's like Northern Waikato or somewhere um, up the west coast. Not quite Auckland, they tell me. Um, so we'll yeah, be it's marketing. Yeah, it probably is Auckland. It's probably you probably see the tower, the sky tower. But um, One Tree no. Hill. <laughs> so Jeff's had me um, toiling away in the background, making him a full set of twenty-two targets. Oh, it's good to go to events and just shoot and go home again. Apart from that one. Apart from that one, no, no doubt. Well, nah, he can pack up. We've got a long drive because <laughs> I don't want to stay the night. <laughs> um, no, so he's got his own set of targets. So I've um, made him uh, a boatload of. 22 targets and I just got a request for a couple more he needs so he will be pretty much kitted out and already set up by the time we get up there but <clears throat> I see the, awesome. the support for the event is pretty good so far I think there's like a third of the entry still open if people are after a spot now if you are on the fence about doing this and you live up in the Auckland way this would be a good way for you to get into it um, yeah you might have like a if you're a pistol club guy and you got like a Chris Vector um, with like a LPVO scope or something on it, maybe not a red dot. Um, although Scotty used to do that back in the day and still not lose. Um, a good way to get into it, just a basic scope, um, and you'll have a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, check out um, the Gun Rack on Instagram and Facebook, and yeah. on their website. And the Gun Rack Twenty shoots my favourite of the year, and I always go. You always go. You, I did see you said that. Um, you Did highly I? recommend it. It's your favourite event. Um, oh, that's my attempt at being a social media influencer. Oh, yes, completely yes. lying through my teeth. But yeah. I, I wonder if... Uh, what was the name? He's got a cool name for us. The Nine Nine Lives. I think it's a picture of a cat. Maybe um, maybe we're... Uh, just, yeah. Maybe there's a sort of, of French feel. theme there. Middle-aged French theme. Like where cats used to be ritually killed and put in bags and burnt and things. Is it like ward off the plague or something? Yeah, wouldn't, cats were considered. Wouldn't the cats disease. have killed the rats who were carrying the plague? That's the irony, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, get in behind this event. We'll be up there. Um, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, so like you said, there's another 22 event. The weekend before, we've got our 22 event in Pew Pew. Um, uh, so it'll be one after the other. And I think. Um, Two weeks before. Is it? Two weeks before. Come on, get it right. Even better. So I, oh, no, it is. Sorry. Um, two weeks before, so that's nice. Gives me a week at home with the family. Are the field days on this year? No, they got, moved, care? they got moved to the end of the year. Oh, God. Because farmers don't want to wear masks. Yeah. Anyway, do you st- what do you go to the field days for? You're an internet farmer. You just order things online. And they didn't even have guns there anymore. They, they fucking had the Gun City trailer, and then the next year it had pictures of guns in the trailer. What a yeah! It's sort of, not as much as there used to be. I bought an SKS at the gun Fun show. At, sorry, at the, the field days. Years, <laughs> I actually went there this. Oh, it would have been a decade ago. Went into they had like a they had a big truck they used to fill up with, with rifles. They're all locked in there. It's all safe. And I said, "Yeah, I want an SKS." And so I guy's like, "Yep, they're over here." And he takes me over there and he shows me one of the Narinko. Like, what were they? Bush something? They were like a seven six two three nine bolt action. Five shot mag, like a brace. Bush league. Some some crap. Marinko Bush league. There was something. They were pretty poo. <laughs> like he's like, this is it. And I was like, no, no, I want SKS. He's like, this is an SKS. And I was like, no, 
like no there's these cases over there like pointing at these cases which are semi-automatic you know um <laughs> chinese version of a russian rifle no no this is it here and i was like oh my god and then another gun city employee actually said hey sorry mate <laughs> i'll look after you and so you, you'd buy the gun and they would post it back to your house you'd do all the um they'd check all your licenses there and everything so it was quite good and then they'd send it to you free of charge and you wouldn't have to sweet so you wouldn't have to like walk they wouldn't want you walking around the show with, with firearms for obvious reasons and cause it's oh we did back in the day everyone used to carry yeah well, obviously it's um mystery creek it's it's a mad place but um yeah yeah you'd ram, a lot of ram rating <laughs> so they just post it back to your house so it's actually real convenient so you just yep it'll turn up in a week or something doesn't matter um, and then a few years later this was like pre-terror attacks they went to like pitches of guns and like although it's, it's the same result it just wasn't the same I walked into this big trailer unit and looked at there's pictures of guns on the wall and I was like fuck this and I left it um yeah, and now I don't imagine they're allowed a gun within a hundred miles of the place. Cause, um, no, I was, I've had my worst purchases in guns and gear from the field days. It's always impulse buying of you impulse buy everything anyway. I guess true, but they're like I was yeah, was it a is it Minox Monox scope three to fifteen, and I can't really find a home for it. It's a BDX thing with a fine reticle. Actually, I've got a Minox scope in the shed. God. It's like a 3 to 18 or 4 to 18. I bought 18. a 10 round aluminium mag for Tigers, 308s, 243s, sort of thing. Yeah. And the bloody thing doesn't work. So. We, just, you don't have a 243. Field is where people's products go to get dumped if they can't sell them, I think. Like tractors and Mitsubishi Utes. Well, apart from those. Yes. No, yes, yes. There'll probably be none this year anyway because they're not available. All, the field has to be all pictures of things you can buy. <laughs> The whole thing. The tractor pull even. Just be pictures of tractors pulling. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, field days. Uh, it, it, to be fair, when I go now, it's, I'm like, I'm a, I live rural, but I wouldn't consider myself a farmer, but it's mostly, a lot of it, especially towards the oh, weekend. It's like, you're a hardcore farmer. <laughs> it's very urban. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, so the field days, I believe, towards the end of the year. Or is that Sega show? Anyhow... We've got these 22 comps coming up. It's going to be awesome. I think the Central North yep. Island Gun Club also have one in a few weeks. Yes. Uh, whether we'll get over there. May, that. which is duck shooting opening. Yeah, I was thinking about going out to Wes's that weekend. Oh, when are we going to do duck? Oh, that's when we're going to do our podcast. Anyway, we'll sort that out. Um, yeah, other than that, so what else has been going on, Mark? We've got the 22 comps coming up. We've got, uh, what we have got coming up before that is Desert Jewel. Which is GPRE match. <clears throat> We're helping a little bit in the background with setup and hauling steel around and stuff like that. But um, uh, this was a trial match last year, um, and this um, so sort of no invitational. This one will be the real deal. So teams match. It's sort of targets. I think last year the shortest was about four hundred ish. Saturday the twenty first of May. Yeah. Yeah, and then the longest was fourteen hundred meters. Um, mm-hmm. So you are shooting the three through eight with your teammate Carl, who's also shooting three through eight. Um, yes. What's the rifle? Yep. Both uh, RPR. Ruger Precision Rifles. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're pretty. Uh, not bad actually. Um, especially for the price they run. I know. I see uh, guns in Zed selling a three hundred PRC one. You need. You do need the set. I do. It would round out the set nicely. Well, then you need a six-five Creedmoor, a three-zero-eight, and a two-four-three. <laughs> and the two-four-three is really hard to find. 
I do want a 2431. I, I want a 2431. They, they are fast twist, aren't they? We, yes. We proved that? Yes. yes. Yeah. But um, I don't know where one is. So if you have one and you want to sell it really fucking cheap, get in touch and we'll buy it for it. The original 6mm Creed. Ex- essentially. Um, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> so anyway, so um, that's coming up. So um, I'll be shooting with Wes. Um, he's yep. uh, on Instagram. It's a long shot NZ. He's a blah, blah, blah. We'll be shooting 6.5 PRCs. Um, and the sort of medium. Oh, yeah, have you had a few shots with that one? A little bit. I'm trying to keep the noise down at the moment, being sort uh, of home. I think I'm, I'll probably come up in the next few days or something. And now that you're um, not so contagious, and... liking the scope? Yeah, I do like the scope. I'm wondering if so. <laughs> I've 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 pinched um, too but, much. Yes, it's nice, man. So it's color. Is it the K five? K five to I five I DLR. Yeah, it's a pretty nice optic. I like the parallax. It's got the parallax underneath the elevation turret. It's easy to get used to, eh? Yeah, it's got left-hand windage. It's You just get used mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But I was wondering if I do swap it out for <gasps> my optic and just not scratch your optic, essentially. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, either way. Um, just take just and take it off with the rings and everything. Yeah, that's what I mean. But anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll, it's, not, it's neither here nor there at the moment. But So no. we're going to move into practicing for this comp. Uh, we planned then already. Then put it back in my 22. Exactly right. Um, right, we'll do that. Mm. Anyway. And then we can put that scope of your twenty two on the thirty thirty. See, it's all it's all coming together. It's all coming together, which <laughs> um, leads into tactical th- so guns eventually. Eventually, so one thing I've, I should say at the the PRS match, I, I really screwed the pooch on the long range stage, and I've been doing. You a keep l- saying that. I've been doing a lot. No, I've been doing a lot of like targeted pre- positional practice, supported positional, and that stuff all went fine apart from a couple where I ran out of time. And so I'm being a little bit relaxed under 700 meters, uh, sorry, over 700 meters, and not doing a lot of prone. So I really need to, talking to West earlier tonight, I'm probably going to do a lot of like, um, probably move to like 75% long range prone shooting, like wind reading and blah, 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 in the lead up to Desert Jewel as that style of match. We'll we'll see, um, but I've I've definitely been ignoring it lately. and I'll just be turning up and shooting because due to the affordability of practicing heaps with that. Actually, speaking of the that, bus. I've got um, test loads we need to put through your 338 all load. Yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, I've had Sweet. them here since before you got Koof. But yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so so we'll be moving into practicing for that event and it's in a, just under a month. So we'll, we're heading back to the, the central North Island. Uh, it'll be even colder and... Um, We'll go from there. So we'll, we'll talk more about that maybe in the next episode. But now, Mark hinted at tactical lever actions. So Mark was an early adopter of the, t- the tactical lever action. So um, most people Before like... they were even a thing. Yeah, most people like lever guns. It's just, a, I guess, a pop culture thing. Um, believe it or not, some may laugh. I used to shoot cowboy action. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where you dress up and you have like a... what. I can't even remember what my, my name was. Does yeah. it still exist? Yeah, it's quite popular. Oh, yeah. Do you, okay, here's the thing. Have you noticed that any sport that isn't a mainstream sport, they'll say, this is the fastest growing sport in New Zealand. They all say oh, it. Good point. This, they used to... They used people to, 13 people. They used to say that. It used to make me laugh. But they're, they're, they're pretty cool. And they all call each other by their cowboy names outside of when they're dressed up like cowboys. But that's fine. It's all part of the, the fun... Okay. And I think, and you have you have to be wearing an, an outfit, um, so they'll wear so like it's, it's lapping with 
Well, let's be honest. We we dressed up stupid for Surplus Steel. I shouldn't uh, say stupid. You did. <laughs> just yeah. No, you had uniforms. I just vetoed you wearing them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why can't I dress up as Jesus? You played a big part in World War One. Or Mussolini. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so I used to do a bit of that stuff. But so these, these now you're seeing um, in the last few years uh, like modern takes on lever guns. So. I guess you, you had the Marlin Dark series come out, which which Mark got once straight away, which is very cool. So I'd say a ninety four, ninety four copy of a Winchester. Anyway, it's a uh, um, in thirty thirty. It comes with a um, sort of it's like wooden furniture, but it's all painted black and textured. It's quite nice, and it's got a I believe a full like a long rail that heads um, halfway down the barrel. Does it, Mark? So yes, it's got a pick rail that goes all the way from above the ejection port halfway yeah almost halfway down the barrel yeah. i believe they re they released they rejigged them not long afterwards with a um a full aluminium ar-15 style handguard you so can, you, yeah you can buy them aftermarket and also buy them yeah i think yeah. i see year 556 has some for sale and generally they're threaded as well out of the box which is for, for um five eights by 24 so a lot of lever actions aren't treated still. So. And, and that's, a, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> this one's 30-30, and if you're in 45-70, it's going to be a bit different. But So if yeah. you've got a 30-cal can, which, I mean, in New Zealand's easy, right? Yeah. You can just, 5824 is one of the most common threads for competition um, yeah. precision guns. Boom, you've got a suppressor. Um, I probably wouldn't be yeah, too so concerned about a break, but it's awesome. It's, it's a Marlin 336, so whatever yeah. that is, dark series. And they... um. It's a painted wooden stock. It's quite a heavy gun, but other than that, I think it's a five plus one, basically five round mag with mm. th- in thirty thirty, and it comes in thirty thirty and forty five seventy. Yeah, forty five seventy, yeah. which is eighteen ninety five. So that'd be a hell of a boomer in forty five seventy. Like if you were doing a bit more serious hunting and with a lever gun, I'd be I'd be playing with. I mean, thirty thirty is going to be fine, but. 4570. The beauty of 4570, first of all, it's a very old cartridge. It's a military cartridge. Um, the Americans used it, um, I think it was their first Cinefire cartridge, like for a, a full length rifle cartridge, excluding pistol calibers. Um, anyway, and it, <clears throat> it transitioned from black powder into smokeless really well, which isn't that common. And then it also fires from like a, time will go right down to like a 200 odd grain bullet, right up to um, 400. And some people even push it as far as a 500 grain bullet. I think it's like a 1 in 20 twist to stabilize this this high range of bullets. And obviously, they're not going very fast. But yeah. the, the more mass, the, if it's a 500, it's fucking, it's going like 1,200 feet per second. But very, very cool. Um, yeah, 4570 is awesome. But anyway, this one's in 30-30. So what's, got a, what's, the point, what's the point of them, though, Graham? For us here in New Zealand, first of all, they look cool, right? And part of... Um, a lot of firearms is how freaking sick they look. Um, but as a alternative to a bolt gun, since we lost the semis, so you could run a like a 44 Magnum with a 10 round um, magazine, like an internal um, tube magazine, suppress it and run a little 1 to 10 or a red dot or something. And you've got a kind of effective, um, you know, 100 meter and then goat culling gun. Uh, kind of effective i say because you can't reload it quickly would be the issue so you're probably better off to carry like three of them but um 
but what is coming in now is so obviously you've had 44 magnums forever the different Rossies and stuff uh, so what's coming in now is the Citadels which are they're Rossies I'm, I believe they're made by Rossi and they've got a aluminium four end like we talked about an AR style four end um, synthetic stock which apparently I haven't handled one yet they're quite hollow and cheap stock but um, whatever you could replace that easy enough with a nice Boyd's um, laminated black one um, and same thing it's, it's, it's the only difference with the it's based on the Rossi 91 or, I, I don't know a lot about lever guns but they have a top ejection so the, the bolt actually it says it's inspired by the 1892 model there you go the, the Citadel 92 yeah. um, the bolt is sort of the, where you'd conventionally mount a rail on a rifle that's essentially the bolt top of the bolt on there so the rail is forward of the action just so you, it's you'd have to put a long eye relief scope or a red dot yeah the, like those scout style scopes I'm not really a big fan so <clears throat> no um, but you hollow, put a hollow sun on it yeah that's that's what I'd do um, and then but yeah so I'm quite keen on getting one of the citadels in like 357 magnum and putting a suppressor on it and like say a uh, hollow sun maybe a magnifier and um, actually I, know, I still know a few people who have EOTECs and magnifiers um, because they wouldn't buy them back during the uh, when they confiscated all our guns because they said no you'll be able to put these on other things so yeah good I, luck with that <laughs> I don't, exactly I don't know but at the moment it's just something that I'm quite interested in um, probably not so much for like um, culling goats because we cull mostly at sort of extended distances and um, the 30-30 and, and then definitely the 44 Magnum and stuff lose legs very fast but just for playing around um, on the range shooting some steel um, yeah I don't know I, they just they're interesting to me at the moment even to go as far as there may be one incorporated somehow into our, our winter field shoot soon to be renamed winter field shoot um, but we'll, we'll finalise that and talk about that later the, yeah um so your one now I haven't actually seen your one out of the safe since I shot some goats with it like two years ago Mark a year and a half no I, I do carry it I, it's a good truck gun so yeah because um, you can leap out and blaze away at stuff so no I just got to drag it out because it's all blued and everything so, but so you got to keep an eye on it for rust but you know type of thing so yeah I tend to try and carry something that doesn't need too much TLC but those things tend to be a little bit attractant to, to moisture and rust compared to other things and the blowing on the blowing on parts isn't as great so maybe yeah. we should um, send it away to get Cerakoted Cerakoted yes keep it black but um <coughs> that's yes. what I thought the, the Levtex the Citadels you can get them in various colours now I see so can you? yeah here in NZ or overseas? yeah here in NZ oh wow yeah um, go to Delta Mike and Invercargill. I think website. Do, do they? Um, I think do they serocode a bunch of stuff in house or something? They always have some cool. I don't know. This, they've. Um, I think they've done it in green and a, even a burnt bronze look type thing. Oh. Yeah, because like gold, gold members gun. They actually, they've got a very quite an impressive website actually. They're very good at um, <clears throat> like shadow box photography. With that's what you call it. But um, oh look at that. Green and bronze. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not that much more, too. Cap on the no, no, no. See, they, look at this. They do a suppressed 44 Magnum with a little red yeah. dot. I don't imagine the red dot's much good, but 1500 bucks. Boom. And oh, they've got a, a 357 on sale, 1300 bucks. 
with the, the suppressor uh, and the um, Matt Graham. It's like it was ordained. Anyway, we don't see many of them at shoots, Graham, so I still go, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe... Um, yeah, it's... Um, Other it's, options? I think there's Henry Big Boy Model X. Do that? Do many Henrys come into New Zealand? Yeah, they through, do. Through Gun City I, or something? I've not... Yeah, Gun City often advertised them, and I have not... Can't say that I can track down one of the black tactical ones, but they may have been around. They, it's... um. Considered a pretty good, good setup, good lever. Um, yeah, be a good option to look at. It sort of looks pretty much like the dark series, but I think yeah. Once again, I do like the full length pick rail on the Marlin, <coughs> which means you can mount a scope normally, which I, th- I think is good. Yes, you, as you say, I think the shorter range. And these... being a thirty, being a thirty thirty, the the option of mounting a normal scope is there anyway because they are a gun that's good out to you know 300 so with the right ammo <coughs> I quite like this green and bronze one that's fucking that's weird <laughs> I thought you'd like that I do that's rad man and then there's Rossi do we get many Rossies here still must do I've seen them uh, their factory didn't they get bought out a lot of those piggers you see a lot of them advertised I actually they? have one of those somewhere um, I think my brother-in-law has it and 44 so Magnum a, it's yuck they've done a a Rossi 92 triple black magnum, which is a 44 magnum. So. Oh, okay. Because uh, they didn't have... It, you're right, it does look identical. The, the midsection looks identical to the uh, Citadel. It's the, same, it's the same gun, I'm pretty sure. So the cool. Citadel has the, the large loop, which is yeah. looks cool. Functionally, it's kind of dumb because your hand has to like slap forward and hit the other side of the lever. They do have a rubber butt pad, which is nice. So the 44, I'm sure my brother-in-law, yeah, he does have it. It's got like a steel butt plate. So it's, and 44 Mag, man, it slaps. It, it's yeah. not. And we were shooting, um, no, I haven't shot years, but like um, full power, like pig hunting, I guess, or like defensive loads. I don't know what they're for, like a big hollow point, super hot. And they were not comfortable to shoot. Um, man, I might. I've might. got to find one of these. The Mos, Look up the Mossberg 464 SPX. It is the most atrocious looking rifle but it's tactical oh no <clears throat> there was one of these in Magnum Sports for years oh yeah because no one wanted it because they oh, it's great you'll be no able to find one steal. of these on clearance it's a sort of gun no one, no one would ever steal because they go oh my god I can't be bothered even the thing looks heinous uh, yeah so these come out in the they zo- are butt stocks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these come out in the zombie era when oh. like zombie was like Walking Dead was new and like there was green guns and like yeah. zombie Hornaday yeah, did yeah. the big zombie ammo thing and they um, did not sell very well. I know they didn't sell well in New Zealand because trying to convince a Kiwi farmer that's what he needs for shooting pigs or goats is um shoo that is ugly. But yeah, so we're gonna probably we've talked about Go a couple. <laughs> I think it might still be a Magnum. So you should ask him. You probably get it for one hundred eighty bucks. Um, do you class the Browning BLR as a tactical one? No, no they're disgusting. They're so <gasps> yuck. Because now it's what? like these these move away from traditional lever guns, right? But like this, a magazine, like a conventional magazine fed. Yeah. No. What do you? No. BLR eighty one stainless takedown. That's what you want. No, I don't. I want this serrated one. That looks fucking sweet. 
anyway um so you're 30 30 so like we said it might feature in the comp in the future but we should get it out change the scope and actually do some like fun shooting with it and um okay what i have done in the past i used to, i had this idea that i'd like to modify rifles and do this work so did that for a few years but it, i end up um never making any money because i'd feel bad billing people for the actual hours i've put into things and then all the mach- machining i'd have to get done etc so but what we did is the uh, it was a rossi and they have a dovetail for the rear sight and so this is before you could get any of this stuff we, we machined a um essentially a little picatinny rail that slotted into the dovetail and then had some retention um, screws that sort of pressured it bedded it in there god and, no it's actually pretty cool we uh, threaded it again pretty hard to do in a lever gun how they're made because you can't just stick it in a lathe as easy as you can a, a conventional rifle and no. so suppressed red dot um it was cool it was a um it was something a bit different but it was um I actually the guy bought it around the other day because I still I still load the ammo for him, which is, well, he just gets me to load subsonic forty four magnum, so just like trail boss and um, which is a sort of <clears throat> slow powder, really really slow bulky powder, and then um, like two hundred forty grain sort of um, hollow point lead projectiles because yeah. he culls his uncle's forestry block, so he's just head and neck shots. Um, in close range inside like 30 40 meters um yeah so they're not powerful but um but if he needs to he can put a high power um one in there it probably just won't line up with the sights but yeah so a little red dot it's got a little riser i'm trying to find a photo of it now um yeah so this but this was now nowadays you just buy one of these and um sell the original rifle but back then it wasn't really an option but um yeah any other thoughts on the tactical lever gun before we bring them out for a play? No, uh, well, obviously, um, with the semis disappearing and centerfire, so they become an op- obvious option to look at. Um, and op- they're pretty much all great handling as well. That's the other thing, you know. Um, not too long, even with a can on them, because normally the end of a can, <coughs> throw an end, you know on the end can not an over barrel one so but to put a shorter one on it's fine um yeah i'll be keen to try out a few different um the 44 and the 357 you know ones as well so see what comes out i'm sure they'll come out with more stuff with more sort of um four ends m locks and that sort of thing there's some companies in the states that make really cool um i think they're called quivers so they bolt onto your m lock rail on the fore end and it holds like another six cartridges they're like nice machined aluminium um, ammo holders um, I guess we'd have to import them but you'd probably get them through customs without a permit I'm not sure I'd have to look into it but you get yeah. them for vitamin calibers they look pretty cool I think you can get for 30-30 and everything it's um yeah I, mean, I just sent you a photo of that um, 44 we played with back in the day via messenger it now has a riser under the red dot too in case you're wondering but yeah, so that's enough about lever guns because most of you here probably don't care that much about lever guns unless like you're like one of the seven people who think they're cool like we do. Now, so... But we are going to have a lever gun only shoot later on next year, aren't we? Just to add, add into our hectic schedule start, of events. <laughs> start, start building now. Yeah. One thing we, we, we mentioned earlier is our, um, our winter event, which is the end of June. So it's in a couple of months. Um... It's our third running of it. <laughs> what do I call it? The uh, 
winter field shoot. It's like I am the That's worst. Great, great name. <laughs> I'm no, the worst obvious. at naming it's events. Winter and it's a field shoot. <clears throat> and so now events have to have cool names right now. Like Surplus no. Steel, not gonna lie, Simon come up with that, not me. I get the credit, but it wasn't wasn't me. Um Bowsley Brawl, that was a sort of Simon and Mark. Um Mark gets the odd gem and amongst all the sarcastic I did not name that at all. I asked you what's the valley called and you said Bowers. Oh yeah. And then Simon said Bowers Valley Brawl. So yeah. Alright. Uh, so I'm giving you some credit for your um I'm trying to make you feel good. Um, yeah, but I hated that name. It's a what's that's an excellent name. No, alright. What else would we call that event? Potato, potato. Tomato, you could call potato. it like the. Actually, you could call that the Bowers Valley Blaze because literally the whole valley burnt to the crisp. <laughs> yeah, Bowers Valley Inferno. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that Carry one. On. We're going to stick naming, with that name because I can't. Naming options. <laughs> so I put a thing up on, on Facebook and we got a heap of stupid answers. My God, you guys. On purpose, some people gave really bad suggestions and I actually worry that they think they're good so that's a concern um so some of them are some of them are really the TLRS slippery knob shoot which is fair because you do shoot off a series of sort of random knobs in the paddock but um yeah and one does get real slippery uh so we had some good we had some good suggestions in there so we had the blizzard brawl but you pointed out we've not had the blizzard up there and we no. also already use brawl in the uh, yes the end okay. of your event. Uh, uh, brawl's not relevant. Okay, we're not fighting each other. No. Uh, someone said the TLRS pigs in mud match. Um, I think he must be thinking back to Simon's event in um, in January or Feb- February. Sorry, when we were slopping around in the mud. Um, what else? You said the inferno or wildfire. Uh, anyway, we'll just because we had a spark. We did. Blaze. We have blaze. I thought you're obviously going on to other more intense fires. No, so. sparking and blazing. That's smoking marijuana, isn't it? Firestorm. Yeah, firestorm. <laughs> Hot coals. Um, one of the good suggestions that I don't mind we had is the something to do with like cold brass, like the Ahatiti cold brass, something like that. That's not a bad one. Um, that's coming from one of our team members because I said if you come up with a name we like and we choose it we'll give you a free entry so um, <laughs> most of the names I like are from people who already get entries anyway because they're volunteers so this is good for the bottom line um, T- Taranaki Thundergong that's an interesting one um, TLRS on Ice uh, TLRS Chill Factor TLRS Target Salamon or Salmon not sure some weird ones uh, one here that I don't mind is the Winter Blast. That's pretty cool. That's from yes. Calvin. That's probably my top That's pick it. so far. So Mark's just read That's it. the winner. And then we have Cold Steel Challenge. Trouble is, we already have Long Range Challenge, and we have Surplus Steel. So they're all too similar. So I think Winter Blast is yeah. the best of our bad options. What do you reckon? No, I think it's Scott Merritt. Okay. With RTD at the front. You want RTD? RTD Winter Blast? Well, however you advertise events, I think the location, as I've been trying to explain, but it's fine. Location gives people a, a, a venue memory thing. So once you have an event multiple times, like Atapu or Tarata, or. So it just gives. Anyway. I think it gives it more of a. Rel- uh, a memory in terms of being relative to a place no you're right it's part of the brand like even Simon's event at your place was the RTD barrel burner 
that's good. Yeah. So I retain my Tirada title. Oh, yes, you're a Tirada champ. That's right. All right, so you've heard it here first. Um, and I, probably, to be fair, I'm doing a Facebook post about this event after this podcast finished. So you've heard it here second, um, the RT Winter Blast. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I just won't accept your entry. Anyway, um, so thank you to Calvin. You will get one free entry. Uh, you've, nev- you've never ever paid for one of our bets. You always come in and help. So thank you for continuing to help, giving us a cool name. And um, uh, thank you to those who gave it a serious answer. And thank you to those who didn't, because it still helps the analytics and more people see the post. But, let's um, hope the weather isn't <clears throat> relative to the name. I'm not that. Cons- all I care about is fog. I don't want fog. Okay. Or sheet rain. Fog or driving rain sideways. Got it. As long as the it can be driving, as long as you have visibility. <laughs> like fuck, I just it's I, not happening. No, <laughs> um, it, generally it's, uh, it's. I've only ever been up there a couple of times where it's got that bad or got that foggy. So um, yeah, and because it's only out to about uh, six hundred meters, um, yeah, we, we we should be okay. But anyhow, Which so that, good good to keep it to that because that means you you pretty much can operate in most conditions at 600 so. exactly right if I remember Tarata I think when it was steady rain all day there you certainly could still make out targets at 600 but, but getting beyond that became an issue yeah. not, not the next day I can tell you that much uh, no, no, no not there <laughs> cheese and rice that was bad yeah um, raining okay fog no oh. <laughs> yeah so that's but usually we've got a bit of wind at that time of year too so um, yeah it should be fine. We're up nice and high. You'll get fog below us, but that's not an issue. So that event's coming up again. It's um, uh, yeah, it's, a bunch of people have shot it. It's a very popular event for us. Um, you're in the scrub. You got a, sort of some props and all sorts of cool stuff. And we will be mixing it up with a few new stage designs and stuff like that this year. So um, most of you've already got marked in your calendar, but that's coming up. And yeah, should be another good event to add into everything else that's happening. Yeah, I'm also I'm getting heaps of pressure to do another surplus steel, but I just don't know if I can mentally handle doing another one. But um, for, for now we're just getting the 22 stuff out of the way, the Cenefire event, and then um, yeah, should be good. Surplus steel is a good summer event anyway. Yeah, it's just so popular, it's a trouble, and it's Doesn't a mean. it's popular from another a different crowd, like a large amount of the competitors, probably more than 50 percent are different people, which isn't a bad thing to. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, stick stick to the dry months. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, well you don't want to dig trenches that are full of water and no, oh, yeah, and true. rusting away rifles that are heirlooms. Oh, that's fine. You just we just have a, some we buy like a four liter of CRC at the end of the day, and everyone can just dip their guns in. But no, um, so again, that event's coming up. We'll probably open up entries in a couple of weeks. I'll start sort of pumping up interest online for that, and yeah. Any other last topics you want to talk about, Mark, before we sign off for the night? Just... A new tripod. Oh, so what is you? So you sent me a link. All excited. What have, what have you got to talk about here? It's what I've been wanting. So you know, you know the Primos trigger sticks. So the monopods, bipods, tripods that you pull a trigger and they deploy. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's a lighter construction, but they're great. I use them for my night shooting and everything best thing i've ever had anyway they've now dun, 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 it hasn't arrived yet but it's coming out is a heavier duty carbon fiber trigger stick with the trigger underneath the tripod so it deploys on the trigger pull with a um basically a cradle 
slash you know clamp for the rifle on top so go and find it anyway but you can share share it to the podcast facebook page they look cool as all hell because in terms of um there's no there's basically deploying with one trigger pull to any height you want and it's auto adjusting like the other ones so you can basically just be bang you're deployed and away you go it's a game changer i'm telling you game changer game changer (laughs) It, it, it does look a lot more heavy duty than the. Um... Oh yeah, that's the thing. Trigger stick, apex carbon fiber tripod. Look it up. It's not going to be cheap, but anyway. I'm going to share just to the Facebook page. I'll share a link so if anyone's um, curious, they can have a look. Oh, it's just a, a link to a website, but um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not. It's not malware. So no doubt you'll buy like three sets of those. Um, yeah, yeah. And lend you one. I don't need one. I've already got a. I hardly ever use my tripod. Anyway, I took my tripod to that match the other weekend. Didn't even take it out of my backpack. Oh, I used it for a spotting scope once. Really? Yep. After all this time, and there was really nothing that suited a tripod. Nothing. Did anyone use them? Nothing that gave you the time, or I saw a need for uh, on the target. I've been doing a lot of practice. That's cool. Positionally, right? Yeah. You, now you were allowed it set up already. Like all, uh, all, so it could be, de- yeah. it could be deployed pre. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. So I see, like one of the guys in my squad, Zane Kane, he was trying to run it, and he abandoned it pretty quick. It was, <laughs> it was falling over, and it was, like, it was a nightmare. It was so funny, but um, he soon abandoned it and just shot the targets properly. And um, yeah, but I'm not sure. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to other squads where the other guys were trying to run it a lot. But um, I, I didn't. I didn't see a need for it uh, at all. Um, for the for the comp, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I well, because it would have only ever been um, as a rear support. Oh God! You know, rather than. Um, oh, no, don't go there. Yeah, so I still and I I've never practiced it, and um, I'm not sure if I will. But anyway, I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I just shared for those of you who want to look at the trigger stick super thing I just shared it to the Facebook page not the Instagram just the Facebook page yeah. uh, I won't put up pictures of Mark's pigs because it'll annoy the pig hunters um, the, that first picture oh it's pretty impressive should we just put no, it up anyway? no 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 not, not the no, blind, blind up no. ones just the amount of pigs no yeah no <laughs> anyway um, I've, been, I've had death threats from pig hunters before for shooting um Pigs, they yeah, said yeah. I should have left alive. So, anyhow, um, thank you all for listening to episode thirty-nine of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Um, again, yeah, uh, we will do another episode in about a week, our fortieth episode. So, yep, if you've made it this far, which I don't imagine many people have, um, thank you for listening. No, and we will talk to you all again soon. Right, see ya.